Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the same old Arsenal team talk. It's the North London Derby preview. Yes, we have got Tottenham at the weekend and we are going to discuss a little bit about last night's results. We've got a substitute in the house. Corey's joining us. Manny is not well, unfortunately. So Corey is with us. Corey, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm the super sub. Let's get it right. Super sub. (laughs) You are. But But it's been a little while. So yeah, glad to be here, man. Good stuff, man. Thanks for jumping on a nice last minute, man. So I do appreciate it. Joining me also is Lee Judges. Lee, how you doing? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. All buzzing after yesterday. Good result yesterday. Um, so now looking forward, well, looking forward to it. I, don't, I think that's not the right word, but uh, uh, yeah, let's have it like, you know, like Sunday. Looking forward to Sunday, like, you know. Well, I am looking forward to it. We are, it'll be rude not to touch on last night. Uh, Lee, I'm going to start with you, man. Um Listen, it was a result that we needed. It was probably the biggest result of the season, if I'm honest with you, last night. Biggest game of the season. We needed to go into this second leg with um, at least a two-goal deficit. It looks like we now have that. I don't want to go into the Leno and the Ceballos thing just yet. I'm going to ask you to hold back on that. But in terms of the result and in terms of the goals that we scored, two absolute weldies, one from Chak- uh, one from El Nini, sorry, one from Erdegaard and a great header from Gabriel. What did you make of the team selection and the performance last night, Lee? Well, you know, saying the team performance, I was a little bit disappointed with the, the Willian starting again, if I'll be honest, in front of Pepe and all that. But ultimately, it was proved right. I felt that, um, you know, uh, Bellerin seems to, whatever happens, it doesn't matter how well Cedric plays or doesn't play or, or whatever, Bellerin's going to be the number number one right back. I think what he what he done yesterday is... Showed showed his hand, and that's what he thinks is his best team. So, uh, and that that means Willian's in it. Um, ultimately, you know, he got the result, and and so as much as you can argue about the the uh, team selections or whatever, as long as he gets the result. But what I will say with that, Dan, is that by by continually playing Willian there in front of Pepe and um, and Martinelli and all that, he is putting himself under the pump a little bit, with a little bit of pressure under himself, but. Ultimately, he got it right yesterday. I thought he got it wrong by taking party off, party a, party off after sixty odd minutes. You know, tactical reasons. He said there, um, we lost the midfield for about 10, 15 minutes after that. And what he had to do was he had to bring El Nenny on once, and then El Nenny come on. We got we got control back in the midfield again. I, whatever way you look at, it, you can take take the nuts and bolts out of it. You can say we did this and we did that. Ultimately, I think all three of us here would have bit their hand off for a 3-1 away win at the end of it. And that's that's how you got to look at it. Um, it don't matter how you get there, as long as you get there, isn't it? Like, you know, and that's what we did. 
We did indeed. Judges, I'll stay with you on this one because you bring up a great point and I want to talk about this because Thomas Party does not seem to be able to last more than 50 to 60 minutes. What mm. is going on with this guy? Because I'm worried, Judge. I'm worried. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, uh, so worried. I think that, you know, he's been out for a while and I, I think that, you know, he's just getting him in there. I think that the plan was always 60 minutes, 60, 65 minutes and then take him off. I really do like, you know, it'll probably go 65, 70 minutes on, um, on, uh, Sunday. And then I don't see him playing in the, in the game against Thursday. He may get another 10, 15 minutes. I think the trouble what you've got at this moment in time, is uh, and I, I think he actually said it in an interview the other day. Is that uh, he's come back from injury? He hasn't really having a lot of time to chat to um, to train and, and recuperate because there's games coming up thick and fast. So you, there's playing, resting. So it's not a normal season where you'd have a week's training and then you can get back into it. There's games, and you know I just think that they're trying to get him as fit as they possibly can, as quick as they can, but as careful as they possibly can. You know and. Um, I felt that, again, I felt against Burnley in the first half, I thought he was brilliant. Then he tired and Arsenal lost their way again, you know. So I think that he's he's not quite up to the standards of, of fitness yet. And I don't think we're probably going to see the best of him until next season, Dan. I really don't. I think that, you know, I, I think that you'll see bits and bobs of him this season. and But ultimately, he needs to, a pre-season, which he didn't have. Over here, and then and then really going at it like a normal season. So I think it's a I think that it's a worry. It is a worry that he's not been fit. But I think that you know I think that he's been a little bit cautious with him, and I wouldn't go too much of it that he come off after sixty minutes. Also, you have got to look at there's two games in this. There was two games in this, so I, I don't think it's the end of, the being in and all. But I reckon he'll play probably seventy minutes tomorrow, uh, Sunday, or even like be on the bench and come on for the last twenty. But um, that's how I see it with him at the minute. I don't think he's physically where he needs to be. Fair play. Uh, Cause, let's come to you, man. So, Corey, we obviously will go in, we'll come into, uh, between the three of us, we'll talk about this Leno and Sabios thing, man. So, hold back on that. But, we did score some quality goals last night, mate. You know, Martin Erdegaard got himself on the score sheet and Mohamed Elneny, who I think everyone was shouting at the screen, understanding what is he bringing him on for when we need a goal and what happens, he goes and scores a screamer, doesn't he? So, the performance, all in all, I didn't look at it and go, wow. Um, what I did see was Olympiacos, in my opinion, quite a poor side. I didn't think they looked an amazing side against us. Uh, what were your thoughts, Cause? Yeah, exactly that. Is um, I thought they, were, they weren't offering anything. They weren't troubling us at all. Um, not until we actually gifted them that goal, because after that, they got a bit of you know, a spring in their step. Um, and at that point is where they looked at their sort of most dangerous but apart from that, we sort of we controlled that match without actually having to sort of get out of second gear. Um, but having said that, we needed to get out of second gear um, because the goals that were scored were sort of you know great goals, not the sort of your, your standard stuff that you work on in the, in the on the training ground. You know, um, Odegaard wasn't having his best game up until that point, but. You know, when you bring in quality, like that's what can happen. You can just pull out something out of nowhere. Um, we badly needed that. Um, and with El Nenny's goal, actually, he we know he can do that. That's the funny thing that like, he came. We bring in him one, and you know, we know what job he's normally brought on to do. But you know, he can he can hit them. So um, I wasn't I wasn't super shocked that he got that goal. Um, very pleased about it. And obviously, Gabriel's header was was brilliant. I I, I saw the cross. I saw it connect with his head. At no point did I actually think that I was going to go in until he actually hit the back of the net. Um, but once it was all done, I was like, oh, that was that was brilliant. So I'm happy for him, happy for those three goals. And yeah, it, looks, it sets us up nicely going into the second leg. Yeah, it did, man. And, and I think personally, when I look at it now, I think, well, like Lee said, anyone would have taken the 3-1, 100%. Um, I thought Gabriel was immense. Again, you know, a player that 
started off so well and some were tipping him as player of the season and then he got his COVID and he come back rusty, which let's be honest, fair enough. You know, apparently the people that have had this, it, it does take a while to clear off. And I think he was dusting off the cobweb, so to speak. But Lee, how good was he last night? Because I was really, really impressed. Great header, fantastic goal. And I've always liked this this Gabriel at the back. And people were starting to say, you oh, know, he's not going to be good enough now. I like him. I don't know what you saw, but I thought he's, I think he's a good centre-half. Listen, I have to say, you know, he's had a couple of bad games. Ben Figure, he was poor, poor about uh, in the game. But, you know, people forget his first three, he set himself such high standards. The first three months he played in, he was, he was player of the month for every season. Uh, yeah, and I think that COVID thing did uh, take a little bit out of him. He's had a little bit of a break. And um, the, the, what, what's put the little bit of pressure on him, what, what I liked about his performance yesterday, the pressure that's been put on him is from, from Mari, because Mari's played really, really well put pressure on him to play well because he knows if he had a poor game yesterday, it's probably like people would be calling for Mari to come in, produced a fantastic performance because he's a good defender. You know, he's got pace. Um, but and, and the goal last night, and that's the other thing is he can score from, from uh, set pieces as well. I think that's his third, is that his third or second or third? Mm. But what an header. You know, that's not, I, I, don't, I haven't seen someone score a header like that for a very, very long while. I, I, if I'll be honest, you know what I mean? When it hit his head, it was. It was still so much to do from to, to get up there, get the power, get the accuracy as well. Fantastic, but I, I just think the one good thing about him, which we've not had for a very, very long while, is a centre half with genuine pace, and I mean genuine pace. So if he does make a mistake, he can get back there and all that. Lot. And I've been really impressed with him. He's had two or three bad games for the Arsenal. Um, you know, I don't think as many defenders can say that at Arsenal Football Club. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I'll be honest, so I, I'm 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 happy with him. I think he's going to get better and better. It's his first se- first season as well. We talk about all this stuff with COVID. He's come in different country, um, not allowed to socialise with any of the players, not allowed to go out. You've got to be just stuck in your house all the time or a hotel. The only time he probably socialises with the players is when they're on trips like they have been yesterday. Um, so I, I think he's done exceptionally well, really. And, um, you know, always will be in, in my team. But I have to say this, Mari has been as good in the last few games, really, really comfortable. So could we try and marry them both together? I don't know. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of both. I'm a huge fan of both, and that would be my centre-back pairing. I really would. I would be going with Pablo Marie now next to Gabriel. I know they're both left-footed. I understand that. But... Torrey and Campbell were right-footed. Keon and Adams were right-footed. It never caused them any problems. Yeah. So the way I see it is let's try it. He doesn't seem to want to drop David Luiz for whatever reason, who has been good of late. But again, we saw last night another ridiculous schoolboy error from David Luiz, which nearly gifted them a goal. And then, of course, the Danny Ceballos one and Bernd Leno. Corey, let's start with you. Who's to blame? One or the other? Both of them, and why the hell are we seeing this every week now? So I'll tell you who's to blame. Whoever's instructing this team to continue to try and play out from the back. Yeah. Because I think it's it's very obvious to everybody, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, yeah, and all of us, yeah, that we can't do it. We're no good at it. Yeah. We've got too many mistakes in us to be a team that is going to be just going to show the type of composure that you need to play out from the back. Yeah. Let's recognize what our limitations are and stop doing it because obviously the Leno has been instructed, you know, try, try and play it to a defender, try and play it to the midfielder to, to, to carry it out. But we keep, we keep seeing this now, you know, we keep seeing it and it's not, we, we can, we can sort of talk about one player one week, and then another player, another week, but it comes to a point where so we, we can't keep issuing blames to individual players. And we have to say, actually, it's the actual tactic of playing out from the back. And these players are not sort of, it's not the way that they've been told to do it is not right or they're just not capable. So I'll start there. But on, on this occasion, I'm going to start with Leno. I think just, just boot it, you know. Sabias yeah. uh, was coming back. He then Sabias then had to sort of try and do a little feint just to try and get a bit of space on the ball. You know what I mean? He's in, he's in trouble from the get go. So I'm thinking if if I'm if I'm the goalkeeper, I'm looking. I can see all the the Olympiacos players that are around. I can see how close they are to to our players. I have to make a judgment call. 
and say, all right, look, we're, that's not what we're doing. Let, let's just clear it. Lee Judges, before I come to you, I want to bring this up now. I'm going to share my screen um, because I want to have a little bit of a, t- a take on this personally because I think it's a little bit 50-50. And the reason I say that is this. I personally feel like looking at this, there are options for um, Burnt Leno. Okay. Now I look at Burnt Leno and obviously he's given Danny Sabias the ball here. Now when Danny Sabias is receiving that ball, he's got three options. He can do this and say, do you know what? <laughs> no, thank you. You hoof it up there, please. I don't want that pass. Or he can go, wow, I didn't expect that first time to David Luiz. Or he can come over to Gabriel here, right? So he's got options there. Instead, he tries to do some form of Cruyff turn, loses the ball, and then obviously it goes in the back of the net and everyone's frustrated with Danny Ceballos. Now, the Granite Chaka last weekend, we see it, right? We see it last week. And we thought to ourselves, Granite Chaka could have done exactly the same thing. He could have gone, no, Leno, I don't want that. I don't want that pass. That's not the ball to give to me. I'm going to be under pressure. Give it back to him and get it the hell out. Hoof it. But I take what Corey's saying because Arteta does not want Leno to do that because we saw it in the goal that we scored before Chaka's mistake last weekend. We scored from it. Yeah, we're playing out from the back and it's nice. We've scored a couple of goals from it. Not many, by the way, but we have scored a couple of goals from playing out from the back. But what is it about these players that are so error prone that don't seem to be able to sense danger? Because from a Sunday league that I played, it was always don't cross it across your box. And if in that, get it out. So why is it we can't go back to basics, Judge? Game changed for for whatever reason. Whether it, and, and listen I, again, I don't think for the for the right reasons. Let's let's get this into to sort of. Uh, I, um, you can blame the manager because he's obviously instilling this in the players. Ulugard done it in the first ten minutes of the game. They said got away with it, you know. Uh, but so nothing's really said about it. David Louise done it, and how the forwards not scored that goal? I never know. Like you know, what I mean, it's an open goal. He's only got rid of target. It's a goal. Yeah, doesn't do it. Danny Sabias does it and he doesn't get away with it. The fact of the matter is, it's like if you keep, if you, uh, I don't know, like if you keep running across the M25, the chances are one time you're going to get hit. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, that is how it is. So um, the fact of the matter is, and this is what I say, the, the players are not learning, the manager's not learning, the whole group of teams not learning. I'll tell you why. Because you're 1 0 up in Europe, 1 0 up. You don't have to take risks to get two. Why take the risk to go two new up? You've got your get away goal. Just just do the right things and basic things. Now, I I don't blame uh, Sabias for that whatsoever yesterday because it's put in there with four players around him. He gets the, the player nicks the ball off him. You know what I mean? He shouldn't be in that position. The ball there, and I, and what was what was you know you want to get that fantastic graphic up again, like you know what I mean, no problems. But you got what was why couldn't have Leno played it to David Louise and we play out from there where it wasn't dangerous? Why 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 not? Do, and actually, David Louise actually then could have played it forward one more to to, to Bellerin, and that would have took that four players out that were chasing down Danny Sabias. So I think it comes down to. Um, uh, to, to um, decision-making, you know, and, and Leno should look at it and go, no, the ball was on to David Louise, you know, and yes, he could have actually played it into Danny Sabias and we could have actually made something of it, but the risk value to that was too much for what we was, the reward, you know, so that's that's why people don't rob banks because there's yeah. too much, like, the, 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 the risk is too much, too much, but we don't seem to have that sort of problem. In saying that, Danny Sabias, you know, like Granite Shacker, still had a choice to do when he's put in that position. Smack it out. We're 3-2 up with 10 minutes to go in that game. Bellerin gets the ball on the edge of his box. He tries to play a 1-2 inside. You know, we lose it and they have a shot. You know, it's not just... It's it's the way they're being took, but like, you know, there is a time and a place to play this football. You know, and when you're... When you, you know, when you're 3-4-0 or four up, maybe try those sort of things. But 1-0... You know, do the right thing. And I, 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 people go, oh, it's the Man of City um, way of playing and all that. Like, I've, I've seen Man of City the other day, uh, uh, what was it, Southampton, playing long balls from the, the goalkeeper, playing long balls into, into their half. The, you know, 
um, they, they do make uh, other decisions as well. There are. It's not just you know the, Edison does not just keep playing short balls all the time. There are times yeah. when he goes long. You know, so it's a myth. Why have Arsenal got to continue to do it at the same time? Someone's just put in their game management. It's dead right. You know what I mean? You're 1-0 up. Go, manage the game. Manage the situation, what you're in. If it's 0-0 or 1-0 down, sometimes you risk worth the reward. You're 1-0 up. You've got the away goal. Why give the other team the incentive? I don't understand it. And as you say, going across the goal, it, it, you know, that seems to be a um, a thing now of... Of modern football. You can't tackle, but you can go across the goal. <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? The Assembles put a great shout in here, which is they're doing what Arteta tells them to do. Corey, yeah, I'm going to come to you. you with this. Yeah, and I'm going to come to you with this, course, because you mentioned it. But after the game, the interview was this from Arteta. No, it is not lapsing concentration. They are just not getting the passes right at the right time, which to me says we're going to continue doing this until we get it right. Have we got the players to do this and continue doing this? Or are we going to have to use this style with different team? Because it seems to me that one week it's Cedric, the next minute it's Gabriel, then it's Mar- uh, Pablo Marie, then it's Holding and Bellerin together. Now, now we've seen Chaka and Ceballos in what not even one week of each other. Louise is a calamity most days. What's going on, Cause? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, so he's basically said there, look, yeah, this is what I'm telling them to do, but their their, their decision making is off. Okay. All right. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? You are the manager. So it's like you see a problem, yeah, you come up with a solution. You know, these players look to you for answers yeah everyone's got to have a bit of common sense and whatnot but if you've seen that it's not working and we're not just talking about one player or two players yeah then you need to look in the mirror and be like okay maybe i need to change something i maybe to do something a bit different or maybe they're not getting it and i really need to sit them down and break it down as to what's a good pass from the back and and what's not you know take it back to basics if you need to but you don't just let it continue and then just come and every week to say, oh, yeah, they're just not picking the right ball. That's 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 not going to work. And I kind of feel like with him, his excuses and the things that he comes up with, I'm like, these are not, I don't expect to see these things week on week. It's, it's something that you might see once or twice and then I expect it to be eradicated because we talk about the basics of football. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think it's, it's down to him and I think it's down to the coaching staff I don't think these players, if we look back at their careers and at the previous clubs, I, I bet you, you wouldn't find this many errors in their game. So it seems like it started when they've come to Arsenal FC. So it, he needs to sort it out because he's, he's the leader. Hmm. I 100% agree. Judge, I'm going to bring a couple of comments in here. Brad Richardson says, Unai Emery's biggest problem was going against his way of playing. Arteta is sticking to his, so surely that is the right way. Neil also says, um, Arteta is 100% correct. Stick to your identity in time with better players. The results will come. Do we stick with this, Lee, or do we have to understand that sometimes it is okay to play it long? Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of both in it. I totally agree with what, what you're saying there. But because you've got beliefs and all that, doesn't mean to say, like, when you're 1-0 up with a minute ago, you're going to try and play uh, five-yard passes in, in your six-yard box. All good teams know when to, to play and when not to play. We're not we're not saying stop your beliefs and stop the way you're playing. It's, it's you know, it, it's to be sensible with what you're doing, you know, and, and, and the, risk, the risks of it. I, 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 I'm a big believer like that there has been a bit of improvement under Arteta. I'll tell you what, I had a, had a conversation with Russ the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, or was it this morning, whenever. And he come up with a good point on, on, on a group chat or something that he come up with, was that we do look like we're in control of games more now. You know, like th- that game yesterday, we was in control of it. Now, we wasn't in control of the game against Benfica for whatever reason, but we wasn't. And look at our... Uh, what a disaster. I know we got the result in him, but God, talk about put you through your emotions. We was in control of the game yesterday by, for, for most of the game, going away from home in Europe, in control. We was in control for most of the game against Leicester, top, top four team at this moment in time. We was in control against Burnley most of that game. So his philosophy is right. We, we, we're, we're doing things that is making us a better team and we are looking a lot more comfortable. 
But we're still making mistakes. I'm still making those errors. Cut out those mistakes. It's going to be a little bit different. And when you look at it, just stop doing silly mistakes. Stop playing in, in areas that you don't need to be playing in. You know, uh, and that's 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 what I'm, all I can say to you. But don't stop in your beliefs, and I don't think that he will do. But uh, as I say, you know, look at Manchester City. Manchester City played the best football in the league, or allegedly, you know. But their their principles are um, uh, that they do get rid of the ball a lot more. Now Leeds don't. Leeds have got the, the the same philosophy of play, 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 and look where they are because at times they don't do it in the right areas and get punished, and don't you know go gun ho when they're not meant to. Manchester City do it calculated and with less risks, and that's why they're as good as what they are. Absolutely, no, I think you, what you've said there is absolutely spot on. Um, Corey, just finishing up on this game before we move on to the weekend's game. Obviously, Erdegaard, absolute cracker. I didn't think he was too bad in the game. I don't think he had an outstanding game, but I thought he was one of the brighter players. Elneny as well, come on with an absolute screamer and a great bullet header. Um, Erdegaard, let's start with him. What, 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 Just to wrap up, what do you think to this player? Like, Have you seen enough yet to think that he would be good enough for the Arsenal going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky. When you've got a young player it's coming from abroad, um, coming into this Arsenal team, um, you know, you don't know really know what to expect. You don't have high expectations of him, um, but he's looked okay so far. He hasn't he hasn't blown me away or anything. Um, so, but I, you know, I wasn't thinking that he was going to come in and really hit the ground running. Anyway, he's got more playing time than I I thought he would, um, and he's and he's actually caused Arteta to sort of shift players around and whatnot in order to accommodate him um which i've sometimes not agreed with but um i can see i can see him getting better sort of as you know for the remaining games as as the season goes along but i i wouldn't say that i i've got this belief that he's going to be a game changer for us you know but he's 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 looking he's looking a bit better he's he's fitting in okay and i can see some improvement but i you know nothing spectacular yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Lee, let's just come to you lastly before we move on to the team news for Arsenal. Sabayos and Odegaard, both Real Madrid players. Do you fancy either of those in the summer or do you think we send them both back and try and go for someone else? I like both of them. You know what I mean? I, I've got to say that, Sabayos, you know, he, he's a mixed bag. And I thought he'd done some fantastic stuff yesterday, but then, you know, some some bad stuff as well. Like, you know, it depends on the price with him. Like, Odegaard, I, I thought, you know, Done really well yesterday. I know he made that mistake, but I, I like what he done. He probed and he looked good. Great shot, um, and uh, look, looking better and better. You know, you have to give it a little bit of credit to him where he's come in from. Hardly played any games. He sort of, uh, you know, people turn around and say, "Oh, you need to to learn how to to get used to the Premier League." He sort of got got up to speed very very quick. But I, I'd like to be able to say, yeah, we can keep him. He does look a, like a fine, a fine, a very, very good player. Very, very strong. Uh, all left foot, which I didn't think that he was, but he is. But um, so, but I, I've been quite impressed with him. Like you know, I think like um, I, listen, I think Danny Sabias could come in and do a good job as one as a backup. Say if you've got Partey, Basuma, Sabias, and all the guard as a midfield, along with. Um, uh, Smith Rowe, maybe one more in like say like probably have to be Granite Shaka as be as being there as well. Yeah, ain't a bad midfield then, but I, I we need to upgrade. We need to get another big player in alongside party. I I really do like and an Olegard or in a while or someone like if we can't get Olegard, then let's go. We need to we need to if we can't get Olegard, we need to get someone as good or or even better than him like. But I'm I'm uh I quite like Ulugar, but I don't think uh, Real Madrid are, are looking to sell him at any stage, unless he wants to go. Unless he turns around and says, "No, I've had enough of it here, and I want to go." But I think that I think he looks a very, very good player. I would agree with that. I don't think he sets the world alight. He doesn't look like a Kevin De Bruyne. I think he looks like he's got creative in him. I think he's got some freedom to run. I think he can see a pass. I quite like the way he's, he's left footed. He seems comfortable on the ball, but. I'm not so sure that Real Madrid would want to sell him. With Danny Ceballos, personally, I don't want the guy. I don't think he's shown enough consistency. I can count on one hand 
the amount of amazing games he's had and all the others have either been below average or bang average. So I would say that we could probably do better than Danny Ceballos. Um, but looking at the price for Danny Ceballos, around about 20 million, we'll probably end up getting him because that's about the sort of realistic price that I think we're going to be looking at personally. But if you said to me now, we're going to go for Basuma and Danny Ceballos is going back, that's the order. I'd rather have Basuma than Danny Ceballos because I think he's an on-form player. He's the one that can slot in next to party. And I think we should be trying to get somebody like that personally ahead of Danny Ceballos. So that's just my opinion. Talking to team news, we're going to go into it this weekend. It was very, very dis- like, strange last night, I suppose, is the only way I can see it, that Pepe didn't get the nod. Um, Corey, let's come to you. The team news, I think we will go with against Spurs. Leno will obviously be in goal. I fancy Cedric to come back in at right back just for the pure fact that I think with Bellerin at the moment, there's a lot of rumours that he might be leaving. So I think we're doing a little bit of bit part playing and a little bit of rotating with Cedric. I don't think Cedric's done anything wrong, in my opinion, to, to be dropped. So I will go with Cedric. Tierney at left back. I think he's probably going to either stick with Gabriel or bring Pablo Marie back in because he seems to like this Pablo Marie and David Luiz partnership at the moment in the league. But I would personally keep it as it is. Um, I think Chaka and Party will both play. Um, I think Smith Rowe will come back in as a number 10. I think it will be Saka and Pepe. And I think it will be Aubameyang. What do you make of the team news? What do you think of that team? And would you change anything from that course? Um, I think I agree. I think that's what the team would be. It's hard to predict. Yeah, uh, very. Especially let's talk about the back, mm. at the back, because you're never quite sure, especially at you know the, the right back position, um, midfield. I think party was taken off um, before the 60th minute to save him for for this match. Um, I definitely feel like we got we need somebody that's got a bit of presence in midfield. Um, you know, going up against Tottenham's midfield and Dumbele and Hoiberg are, are quite you know they're that's they're quite the duo in midfield, so we can't have a weak midfield going up against them. So, yeah, I, I think Partey and Xhaka. Um, you think Pepe coming back in? I probably disagree. I think he'll probably go with Willian again um, because I think he's got it in his head that Willian is like a sort of hard worker, tracks back, helps helps out the fullback that he's playing in front of, could probably drop into midfield as well and add an extra body there, a bit of tenacity and whatnot. And I think he's going to want that in a North London derby. So I think he'll go with William, obviously Saka, yeah, and Aubameyang up top. So, yeah, pretty much what you said. Judges, let's come to you. Anything that you think is going to be changed there from me, Corey? After... <laughs> Listen, it's very hard to predict with his manager in it, but I think he's going to be roughly that, isn't it? No, well, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's the same team. Same team as... I, I, I don't think he'll make too many changes for this. I really don't. I think he'll make the changes in the in the fir- in the next game now on Thursday. I think whatever... You can say what you want about bringing in Cedric and all that. Like He proved yesterday, Dan. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. He That was a massive game for him yesterday and he went with the big... He went with what he feels is his best defence. What he went with his best foot, uh, back four, which I think is probably was his best back four. So, and I also think that he went with what he feels is in the midfield and and up front. Uh, everybody was available yesterday. Um, I, I can see what you're saying about bringing in Pepe and all that like, but I, I think that I. I you can't predict what this man's like. Corey's right. You just can't predict with what, what he's going to do because there's always a a, a curveball in there from somewhere along the line. Like like last week, it was um, Chambers come in like completely out of nowhere, like you know. So uh, it's very very hard to predict his team. I think they'll go with the same team. I don't think there'll be no changing. I don't think there'll be anybody changing. Uh, I think that it'll be uh, the same, roughly the same team. I really do. Um, I, 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 I'll be very, very, and I'll tell you what, I'll be very surprised if William doesn't play. And I think then William will be left out on, on Thursday, have a little rest. For whatever reason, he rates, he rates him. You can't, does. you know, because that was the game yesterday where you, you play your best team. You, I can't fathom how much that game meant to yesterday. We needed to, I know it, they're not the, probably the greatest side in the world, but we needed to win that night and we've we done that, you know. So, 
I don't, I think he showed his hand here yesterday, which which is his best team, and and he went with it like yeah. Well, Lee, let's bring this in because Melina's in the house. Melina, big up to Melina. Thanks for oh, watching. Yeah. Lee and Dan, what more does Pepe and Martinelli have to do to get a start? It's a great question, Lee. Yeah. I don't understand what Pepe's done wrong. I don't know why Martinelli's not getting games. Please explain. <laughs> well, for me, listen, I, I agree, and that's what everybody's frustrated about. You know what I mean? What let's just get this right about Pepe. It's no, nothing having to go at Pepe, like, you know, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Willian. He's done well in the last couple of games. He's played. He's played well. He's he's not he's not been outstanding. He's done okay, but his performances have gone up a grade to what, what they were. He does not deserve to be in the team on performances over the last six months to someone like Pepe. Pepe deserves to have more performance, uh, to be in the side more than him. Pepe deserved to be in the side probably more than Martinelli, but Martinelli, we're all going on what he'd done last season before he got injured. That is the point. And, that, and that's why fans have got a little bit of the beef about it. But in saying that, it, he's got the results. He's got the result yesterday with, with Willian in there. What I'm saying is he's putting himself up to tremendous pressure because people like Mel and me, and we're all saying the same thing. Should he? Why is he not playing? And uh, You know, but you can go on about... About that, about Pepe, you can go on about um, Martinelli. What about Cedric? I think he's played really, really well at right back. You telling me that Bellerin has done done better than him? No, but he's not getting a look in as as night as well. So he's got his favourites, and he's got his players that he believes in, and he's going to stick with them whether they play well or not. And and that, that was proved yesterday, in my opinion. Well, I wanted him to play the strongest side for the next three games, last night, Sunday and Thursday. And if we got to the stage where Thursday we could rotate because we were a two or three goal deficit, then that's absolutely fine. So if he believes that's his strongest team, then that's fine as far as Arteta is concerned. But I'm not convinced that is our strongest side because like you, Lee, I personally prefer to see Pepe over Willian, Cedric over Bellerin. I don't actually like Chaka in the middle. I'm not too keen on David Luiz in the middle. So there are certain options for me that I think we could improve upon 100%. I know Smith Rowe had a knock. I think he'd probably get into the first team just ahead of Martin Erdegaard, who I did think played well. So there are some options now that we actually are in a position where we have a fully fit squad to pick from, which I can't remember the last time that we've had one, to be honest with you. Um, Corey, let's come on to the game itself at the weekend. It's obviously a massive fixture. I know it's a bit of a strange one for us because of the league position, but if we win, we are only four points behind Spurs. And I know that we shouldn't, I don't like to think that and, and have to worry that we are ca- trying to catch up with Spurs because when people say, as long as we finish above Spurs, it doesn't bother me. I want to finish as high as we can up the table and try and be as the best that we can. And unfortunately, this season for me, the league is just, is pretty much done. But saying that, I don't want to lose this fixture because I never accept a loss. So what's your thoughts going into this fixture against Spurs? Because they are now playing a lot better, unfortunately, Corey. Ah, man, it's just a North London derby isn't what it used to be, is it? You know, um, I um, we haven't beaten them since 2018. So it's been three years now. Three years since we've beaten Tottenham. Like, just let that sink in for a little bit. Three years. Emery was our manager the last time we beat Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think it was 4-2. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a reminder. It's a, it's a, sometimes we, we sort of watch Arsenal and, you know, some days it sort of sinks in that, oh, you know, what our disposition is at the moment. Like we're in 10th, you know. Um, some fans think, oh, you know, trust the process and, and whatnot. Um and then some days you sort of wake up and you think, oh, my, what is going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How are, how did Tottenham get where they are and us get where we are? It's just, you know, and you just think, you just start, you start thinking about the mismanagement of the club, uh, you know, the managers that we've hired, you know. It's, 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 not, it's not a good time when the North London derby comes around for me because, like I said, stark reminder of how, how much we've fallen as a club. And now I look at this game coming up and I see that they have Gareth Bale back there, um, you know, champions, multiple Champions League winner. Um, he's looking great. He's looking like one of the best players in the Premier League right about now. Kane is right back in form. You know, his last couple of games, he scored, what, four goals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They've got Son, who's been one of the best league, best players in the league for a couple of seasons now. Like their midfield looks good. They've not been in the best form um, this season, but they're coming back into form. It seems at the right time in terms of you know this matchup, and you know anything can happen. They say in a North London derby, but I think the fact that there's no fans um, means that. You know, we the fans can't get behind the team, and we can't sort of drive them on. So it's it's just them out there. It's just they're alone out there in this in this fixture, in, a, in against a team that's in good form. And I feel like for Tottenham, t- this fixture means more to Tottenham of late than it does to Arsenal in terms of their will to win because they actually do win it more than us these days. And the players that we have in this team and the manager that we have, I don't think that that drive and that passion. It's really there to 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 take three points from this fixture. So I I look at it with the kind of glass half empty, unfortunately. However, <laughs> we do have the players <laughs> that that can can beat Tottenham. You know, they're not they're still not great at the back. You know, Davis Sanchez has looked a bit better of late. Um, but Leo Iloris, Iloris, I can't pronounce his name, but he's got a mistake in him. We can we we could do it. But I just don't know if these players have got the backbone and the heart to do it. So that's where I'm at. Do you know? Yeah, man. Just, just, just to say what, like Corey's saying here, I was told because I went on the Spurs channel earlier on, like, you know, the last 15 North London derbies, Arsenal have won three. In the last 15. Wow. Well, listen, it's been five, five. With, with the rest of the draws. But that just shows you the state. That, that, you know what I mean? That is poor. That is poor. Yeah. Really, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've, we've you know, um, Mourinho's lost two games against, I think someone said two games on one game in 22 against Arsenal. Yeah. And well, that listen, was Lee, it's, it's, Man United game when they, when they was playing in the Europa League semi-final a couple of days afterwards. You know, these, these, you know, it just shows you how soft and, and not only soft, how far down the standards of this have gone down you know what I mean like and and people accepting 10th people are accepting like you know these defeats against Spurs you know the the whole of this standard of this football club has got to be pushed up by its short and curlies from top to bloody bottom and that is a proof that that things are not right at this football club 15 games North London the last time we won at White Hart Lane Rosicki scored yeah. Yeah, as this is this is the problem. The last five it's but what's it been five years now they finished above us. You know, that's that's not on, is it? You know, one time was, was too many for me. So for that to happen, it is unbelievable. Um I'm gonna bring in this super chat. Thanks very much for your kind donation. Again, the real Janice. Big Sir Judges, the gaffer. Oh, Honestly, Dan. <laughs> Honestly, Dan, I'm not confident at all. And unfortunately, I've lost my passion for the sport. I hope they win me back over. Listen, Corey brought it up. If you can't get up for this game, Lee Judges, then you might as well not be at my club as far as I'm concerned. If the manager has to try and get you up for the North London derby, then the players don't deserve to be at the club. Am I being harsh? No, exactly. And I'll tell you another thing, like, you know what I mean? Like him turning, you know, turning around and saying, I don't look down, I only look up and all that. Like, If there's not an incentive to smash these, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the cockiness and arrogance of this man, like, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to mock Arsenal. How many more times are you going to mock Arsenal and get away with it? Like, you know, I've had enough of it. Let's get this time, get it done and start making him look stupid. You know, this is an idiot that turned around and said, was it like, oh, uh, it's not, you know, when they lose 3-0 or something and they go and do it, whatever it was a couple of weeks ago and made himself look yeah. stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, um, so, so at the end of it, like, you know, we're, We've got an opportunity tomorrow to, uh, sorry, on Sunday to just, you know, give the fans something to, 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 to be pleased about. You know, we, we've, we've, they've beaten us already once this season. Like, you know, we, we the way the season's gone, it's not been a great season for us. Come on, it hasn't been. It's been a you know, hard watch at times. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, these players now don't let us down. You know, show your worth, show you what you can do. Go out there and give them a, a, a put in the best performance they can, get the result, and then go, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not having the greatest season, but on my day, I can be worthy of, of putting on this Arsenal shirt. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, Lee Judges, good news. You're in for a Big Mac, mate. We've got a kind oh, donation. Magic, magic. I'm getting hungry as that happens, aren't you? There we go. Kind donation from Bob. Uh, screw the league. It's gone now. Let's play for pride. Also, we know how Mourinho was set up. Sit back and count up pace. Let's play smart. Much love. I have to agree, uh, Corey. Let's bring you in. We know how they're going to set up, don't we? You know, it's not going to be shocking for us. They're going to sit back. They're going to try and get us on a count. Now, they've got a top three, which are playing very, very well in Kane, Bale and Son. You know, do we... Is it is it as simple as don't let them get us on the counter and we, we keep disciplined? Or, or how are we going to set up here, Corey? Yeah, I mean, look, they're definitely going to go for the counter and they've got they've got the place to do it. You know, Bale and Son on the wings. You know, Kane, he's, you know, he can drop deep. He can spray that ball to the runners. We know, we, we've seen it how many times now. Arteta knows it. They would have been working on this, you know, um, all week. So, you know, you have to be smart about it. You have to put somebody on Kane, number one. So, you know, we're saying that it's going to be probably a Xhaka and Partey um, midfield. So one of those two sticks to Kane, I think, you know, when it when they're in position of the ball, especially like if they're going on a break, to stop that ball actually, you know, coming to the runner in the first place. Um, you know, Tierney versus Bale, you know, I like that battle. You know, I I, I I could, either Bale on form, I could back Tierney in that battle. So, you know, you make sure that you don't let him get behind you. Um, Tierney's not slow. He's going to have to be probably be a little bit more conservative with his runs because he does like to make those runs and, and put crosses in. So he's going to have to be a little bit more conservative with that. And, and his positioning has to be on point. We talked about the right back position. Um we kind of think we're kind of hoping that Cedric plays because Cedric is just a, a just an up and down right back. You know, he doesn't try to be anything else, and I think that's what we need in a in a game like this. Um, he's not going to try anything clever going forward. He's not going to be cutting inside and whatnot. You know, when we got the attack, he'll go on the outside, um, help Saka in that regard, and then Saka is going to have to drop drop back and you know put put a little leash on Sun at times as well. So. You know, those obviously very basic <laughs> tactics that I'm saying Arteta's going to have to go into it with a bit more intricacy. But I think that's how you sort of stop them. And then in our, in terms of going on the attack, um, they can be opened up. They're, they're not renowned, even though they're a team that sits back, they're not renowned for um, their defence this year. They make mistakes. Let's force those mistakes out of them, you know, put the pressure on them. Um, from their goalkeeper to their, to, their, to, their, to their whole back four, they make mistakes. So keep that pressure on the mistakes hopefully will come and let's take advantage of it. Yeah, I think you're right, man. And I think it's obvious how they're going to set up because it is Jose Mourinho. And we've known over the last 15 years what style of play he has. Melina, thanks for your kind donation, darling. Much appreciated. If we lose a North London derby, hopefully you can all buy a pint to forget the humiliation from Mourinho or in Lee Judge's case, a half pint. Uh, thank you very much, Melina. I do appreciate it. Lee, let's come to you. Obviously, we know how they're going to set up. How do we win this game, Lee? Because the way I see it is simple. We keep disciplined and we do one thing, which I keep saying every week. Take oh, our chances. Oh, We've got to take our chances. Like that. Are they going to shut up that? They've not done that the last three or four games. They've gone more, very, very much more attacking. Now, I think if they set up with the, the bus there parked and go that way, we'll find it very hard because... They're, they're, it's on the counter-attack and we ain't good at that. Their strength is in our weakness. But if they come to go and go for us, like they have done in the last couple of games, then I fancy us. So it'd be interesting to see how they do. You know, I hope they come there with that um, little bit of uh, attacking now. I don't think they will, though, but it'd be nice if they they do. You know, um, but um, I, I think at the end of the day, you have to look at it a little bit here. There's a little bit of pressure on them. Because they they can't afford to drop points. Where 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 um obviously like um it don't really matter to us now like if we drop points or not like you know. So hopefully hopefully um we can get the result and um I, I think like uh well what I turn around and say to them is that they 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 give it they, let, let them let them come onto us let, you know what I mean and, and and we take our chances. That's what I want. I want them to you know uh, you know. The cockiness and the arrogance of them to come out and let us take them on, like, you know what I mean? That's what I want. Yeah, and it's what we all want to see is to actually go there and, and be up for the game. You know, I just want to see a performance. Um, I want to see us giving it all. And like you say, Lee, to have that amount of time 
where we haven't actually, you know, managed to to win comfortably. I remember the Riziki goal you're talking about, the one 0 yeah, in the first goal. first minute, wasn't it? I was saying, I think. And uh, first minute, and then we had the rest of the eight, the next eighty nine minutes, like you know. Oh, missed. I don't care. Just get the three points to do me to, uh, on Sat Sunday. But I just don't want to lose to this team because you know we'll make them go fly ahead of us and um, coming to you, Corey. I think. They have got a frightening front three. Let's have it right. You know, on their day, Gareth Bale, Harry Kane and Son can cause us an unbelievable amount of of problems. And although I don't think they're defensively sound, I still think that our defence has got a mistake in it. Although we've been better defensively, everyone keeps talking about under Arteta, we've seen that we have still got errors in us. So I think the way that we're going to try and get something out of this is to keep that front three quiet. Now, it might surprise us. They might not all play. There's rumours of Kane having a knock. I think we all know um, that he's going to start. That happens every single uh, North London derby, doesn't it? He's going to miss out. And then he always seems to play 90 minutes. Um, so the front three surely is where they are strong. Would you agree, Cause? Yeah, I mean, come on. When when they got Bale, we all said, you know, like, if Bale gets that form back, then that front three is up there with one of the best front threes in world football, not just the Premier League, world football. That is a force. And it's taken Bale a long time to actually like find himself. Um, but he has found himself now. And since then, apart from you know the first game, I think it was the West Ham game where he looked good, but they they couldn't could, couldn't score. But since then, he's been he's been a force. And Kane in, has, you know, he's he's found his stride as well. Son probably not at his best at the moment, but he's still chipping in. He's still he's still there, you know, and he he can still turn it on at any time. So that's that to contain that three is going to be a problem, and it's going to be tense for for our, our backline. But like I said, I think if we pay Cedric and we pay a Tierney, I feel like those guys. Could do a could do a job, could go a long way to contain them. It's Kane that I think we got to pay special attention to as well. Like I, I would want to put a man on him through throughout the whole match and just stifle him because I think a lot of their um, creativity um, and play comes from him, and he's obviously there to finish the chances as well. So we stop Kane. I think we go a long way to stopping Tottenham. Hundred percent. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And Lee, do you think that our front three, whether it be Saka, Pepe and Aubameyang, whether there's Williams or Lacazette's thrown in, do you think we've got enough there to scare Tottenham? Because I know that Saka and Aubameyang were pretty quiet last night, if I'm honest with you, I thought personally. And I look at the situation now and think that we're due due an attacking game, are we not soon? Yeah, I think like, um, listen, because they had a bad game, it's a different setup yesterday. You know, we're away from home. Like tomorrow we're at home. So it's a different sort of game. So hopefully we'll see a little bit best of best of them. Like, you know, I think Saka's been a little bit quiet last couple of games. But I'll tell you what, as quiet as he was yesterday, he took some, took some stick, didn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, like, you know, uh, I, I think that um, if Spurs have a weakness, it's their defence. And we've got to get at it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and make them make mistakes, just like they will do with us. You know what I mean? I think that, it comes to say, I think that we've got slightly better defence than them. You know, I mean, it just shows you how, how poor their defence is. But yeah. there you go. But um, I think you can get at them. I think we can get at them, and I think that that's 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 the route to go down. As I say, like the front three tomorrow, whoever it, uh, on Sunday, whoever it'll be, I, I think as I said, it'd be the same three. They've got to perform. They've got to perform. I thought Bamian, by the way, was very quiet on uh, Thursday on the periphery of the game. Again, he needs to be like. Uh, a little bit more at the front of it, like, yeah? Yeah, 100%, mate. I'm totally with you. And um, when it comes to it, cause obviously, prediction-wise, <laughs> I don't like to to predict losses in the North London derby, so I'm not going to. Well done. What do, you, what, 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 do you, what do you think, cause what's, what's your head and heart saying for the weekend, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to... I know what I said. I know what I said, but I'm going to be optimistic because I did say that we do I think we do actually have it in us somewhere to to get a result you know it's not it's not it's not like they're just oh there's just such a much there's a much better team than us um we've got some players there that can hurt them so optimistically I'm gonna say a 2-2 draw <laughs> <laughs> I must 
I must admit, mate, it's uh, it's going to be very difficult to take three points because they are a, a good team going forward. Lee Judges, let's come to you. What do you think the prediction for um, Sunday is going to be? I, I, you know, I can understand where Corey's going from there, but I'm, I'm going to back the Arsenal on this one. I think that mainly because we're at home, I fancy it. I think because of that, like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw. But um, I'm going to I'm going to back my team today. I'm going to go Arsenal two, them down the road one. Fair play. Um, I'm going to agree with Corey. (laughs) (laughs) I think it will be a draw. I'm going to go to now. I'm going to go for Desmond. I actually think it will be quite a a good game, this one. Um, You know, sometimes it's a little bit cagey, isn't it? It's quite, you don't know what's going to happen with the North London derby. It's all nil-nil for so long and then someone will score, someone will get it. I don't think it will be like that. I think this one will be quite a a different game that we've seen. and as far as I'm concerned, and I'll come to you both lastly on this, the league is done. I don't know what you guys think. Um, the league for me is done. It's all about trying to get as far as we can in the Europa League. And I don't feel personally like we can go into this game with that attitude because this isn't just, oh, the league's done. This is the North London derby. Go into the West Ham game with the attitude of less rest for the Olympiacos uh, recovery. Let's concentrate on the next Europa League game, 100%, as far as I'm concerned. Because I don't think we're going to get in the top four. And I don't think we're personally going to get in the top six. And I know a lot of people can say we're only three points off or four points off. We haven't got the consistency, in my opinion, to be considered European uh, football next season through the league, in my opinion. Uh, Lee, let's come to you on that. What, what's your thoughts for the rest of this season, Mick? Just try and get as many wins as we can. Try and get as high up as a table as we can. You know, that's that's all we can do. I don't think we're going to... Uh, and that, that builds confidence going into next season. I think that's what we've got to start doing now, getting confidence, start being a bit more ruthless and start being consistent. You know, one win here, then a, then a defeat, then a draw, then a draw, then a defeat, defeat, then a win-win. That ain't good enough. You've got to start banging in some results. Um, you know, the next three or four games are testing for us. I know you can think that they are. They're not. Spurs away, West Ham away. Then they've got the international break, Liverpool. So let's see how good we are. You know, and it's no good saying, oh, we've got Liverpool and we've got this and we've got that. We've got to start producing performances and wins. And we're not doing it. I totally agree with you, like, you know, we've got to start showing signs of consistency moving forward. And it's no good when people turn around and say, oh, well, we're improving this and we're improving that and this is getting better and this is getting better. We're still not getting consistency. Consistency, making sure we're winning games of football is what we need to do. And we need to start that on Sunday. Fair play. Cause just lastly, what do you think of that? Russ has come in and said that the league's done. Uh, get the next two games out of the way and start playing a few younger kids to see if they're good enough. Now, someone put in the chat earlier, actually, that Aziz and some of the other lads are playing tonight, Balogun's, and they're 3-0 down against Blackburn. <laughs> so that doesn't sound too great. But um, what do you make of that comment, mate? Do you think it's time to kind of experiment a bit in the league or do you just kind of try and win every game still and see how high we can get? Yeah, just take, take each game as it comes, try and win every game, build some momentum. Momentum is very hard under this manager because, it, it, you know, it's in, you have a good game, you're probably he's probably going to drop you the next game. That's that's your reward for it, you know. Against yeah. Leicester, you know, two best players, Pepe and William. Against Burnley, you know, let's build some momentum. We just great performance from Pepe. What happens? Dropped. Cedric puts in a, gr- a great performance. Next game, what happens? Dropped. So, I think you know, basic football, basic sports. You know, you don't build momentum by dropping the players that played well for you. So when we sort of put, talk about building momentum and get wins together, under this manager, I don't really have faith that we can do that. So we do have to take each game as it comes. Obviously, the Europa is the, our best chance of gaining any type of silverware and a, and a route into the Champions League. So that has to take focus. Um, I think that means that some players get, get hauled off, you know, on a 60-minute mark in the league to make sure that they're kind of wrapped in cotton wool a bit for the Europa. But we still try and we still try and win these games. With the North London derby, we absolutely go all out for, for, for the win in that. We don't rest nobody. Nobody gets taken off to, to you know, thinking about the next game. If, you know, your best players play in that game and they, and they give 100%. 100%. 100% indeed. I totally agree with that. Boys, we've come to an end. Thank you both so much. Lee Judges, thank you as ever, mate. No worries. Cheers, Dan, boy. 
Good to see you as always. Corey, thanks for stepping in as a super sub, mate, last minute. Unfortunately, Toby and Manny couldn't be with us tonight, um, but we'll try and get him on again at some point because it got quite heated last time and it was actually good banter to just sit there and listen to them both. Anyway, um, Corey, how can people follow you, man? So, yeah, YG Corey on Twitter. Um, also, you catch me on the Friday Night Arse on Arse Bros on YouTube. Um, that's actually on um, at nine o'clock today. So if you're not sick of my face yet, then you can see a bit more of me. <laughs> um, yeah. Good man. Excellent stuff. Uh, go and follow Corey. Please go over, head over to Ask Bros to watch the Friday Ask show. It is a great bit, uh, great banter, great show. Um, Mondays and Fridays for us, the same old Arsenal, seven o'clock uh, preview shows on Friday for the team talk shows. And Monday night at seven o'clock, the gang will be back. And hopefully we can celebrate a North London derby victory. Until then, we'll see you next time. Up the Arsenal. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.